Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the Hammond Cast Show, otherwise known as John Hammond's Afternoon Slide, on our favorite station in the nation, KYCY and KYOU, where we do it all for you on the big 15. Five oh, don't you know, on the AM side of the band, where it's all happening these days, I might add, and I have a really fantastic show for you today, folks, so I hope you can stay with us for the next 45 minutes, because today, I'm going to be keeping you company with San Francisco's own Danny Glover who has an amazing career, and he's as San Francisco as you can get. He was born here in San Francisco, graduate of George Washington High School, and also he's attended both City College, uh, where I went to school too, and uh, I went to high school across from the main campus of City College. And uh, we crossed paths many times, and he was uh, doing a lot of things at UCSF. And since those days, he's been all over the world, and he's got, is on so many stage and screen productions that I don't have time to list them all here right now. But I'm sure everybody out there is familiar, very familiar with Danny's work. And he's been doing a lot of great things on the world stage, too, with the United Nations. And um, we're going to catch up on some of the things that he's doing now and some of the things way back in the days of the, the golden days of the music scene here in San Francisco. So thank you for tuning in, folks. Let's go right to one of our favorite cafes on Geary Boulevard called Cafe Mano, where we often like to catch a good cappuccino, strong one at that. And uh, let's kick it off. Thanks for tuning in to 1550. Let's go visit with Danny Glover. On the Hammond Cast Show. Very international man. He, he is right here at the microphone with us today. Danny Glover. How are you doing today, Danny? Right, how are you doing this afternoon, John? Everything's beautiful. I'm really so happy you came to be on the show. And uh, I know you've been traveling a lot lately. Uh, where are you back from uh, the last time? I, I just back from India uh, just in the last few days. Uh, I'm producing a film about a tribal artist uh, who, um, uh, who uh, at a very, very important time in uh, the realization for the Indian government, the, uh, the Indian government's realization of the importance of their own tribal and art and heritage. They promote this institute with this this artist and a group of tribal artists come and flourish and it becomes pretty well known in the world. So I went to uh, India to 
um, to Delhi and also to uh, uh, Bhopal and also to the village uh, where where this tribal artist is from. Wow, that sounds like a fascinating and fantastic project, and uh, I'm really. Uh, we're all proud of you for the fantastic work you've been doing with the UN and uh, yeah. really causing some great uh, things to happen. And so uh, what's new over at the UN these days? Well, well, it's certainly having the Secretary General that's new and, and hopefully, uh, uh, you know, it's almost impossible to do anything with the UN because the US, U.S. government has so much clout over what happens. It's mm -hmm. funny how 300 a country with a population of 300 million people can dictate what happens to the rest of the world, six billion people, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, the UN uh, still has, uh, I think, value and purpose, and, and hopefully uh, as, as, as nation states around the, around the globe, there's 191 nation states around the globe become stronger in identifying the fact uh, and, and upholding the ideals of the UN and that like, one ideal is that the UN belongs to the world, not just one nation. That hopefully right. that it will it will it will serve its mandate, uh, its mission statement uh, of one uh, looking out for peace and prosperity. Yes, we uh, we all hope for that. That's uh, you know being from the Bay Area originally myself, and uh, growing up through the times of the the Vietnam. War was—it uh, brings back a lot of memories. Uh, what we're going through these days, and I can remember just like it was yesterday when we had the big peace march uh, from, uh, through the city and and through the hate and over to Kizar Stadium uh, for the big concert. Were you in the city at that time? Yeah, I was in the city. Uh, at the time, I was—I was, I was uh, certainly I, I had been. I was at San Francisco State and involved with student activists in the late 60s, 67, 68. Wow. Uh, in San Francisco State. I went to George Washington High School and I graduated in 1964. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I, I was around, you know. I mean, I was here and, and, and very much involved. I, I, we, we had a little a group of us did draft counseling in 1968, etc. Wow. You know, so. Uh, it's, a, it's also a part of my uh, my own uh, uh, my own acculturation and, and my own maturation as well. Yes, and it com comes out in all your work, you know. And uh, it was a magic time to be here in the Bay Area. I, I, was, I feel very fortunate to have been here myself during that time. Well, I think the, the one time the Bay Area is so unique, but that, that should only be. A, a platform, a foundation for us to do the work that's necessary today. You know, right. I mean, we don't advocate our right, uh, responsibility, uh, to do the work and resist what is happening in the world today, uh, because we were born in that period. <laughs> we right. Something we were young and we were excited, and certainly uh, idealistic. You know, and I think with with a lot of the pragmatism that we all have now, and the game understanding of, of uh, really of how power works in a real sense you know 
there's no east-west conflict you know there's a so-called war on terror and everything else but there's no east-west conflict so we should be able to be able to talk about the real issues that affect the world real issues in terms of wealth distribution real issues in terms of health hiv aids real issues in terms of education the real issues in terms of poverty in the rest of the world extreme poverty in the rest of the world as the world has become even increasingly more wealthy and, and there's been, the wealth has been skewed, been skewed to that at the top, you know. And some of the most drastic uh, uh, differentiations in wealth exist in the world, unlike any other period in man's history. So right. I think we need to be, talk, be able to talk about that and, 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 and try to find out where we fit into having that discussion and how that, that discussion and the legacy of that discussion carries on when we no longer here. Mm -hmm. I agree. I've been uh, traveling a little bit myself, and I see it so much when I uh, go to China and Russia and uh, right, here. right here in our own hey, country. Look, uh, look, look, look at New Orleans. You know, uh, yep. New Orleans slapped me right in the face. But New Orleans is only endemic of, of what's happening in inner cities around this country. You know, the fact that there are real issues here. And we, we, we can't ride around in our SUVs guzzling up gas and believe that we don't have a responsibility to, 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 to really to solve those issues. The responsibility. And, you know, if we're going to make this world the world that, that we imagine, you know, we have to get down to do it. We, we are going to be the ones going to change that. Not some, it's not going to be some osmosis or, or some sort of process that comes out of some sort of esoteric <coughs> moment. We have to be the ones. And it happens in real political terms, in real politics. Real politics, you know. Right. Not just wishing, but doing it. Here, here. Yeah, and... Um you know, uh, so much music uh, was uh, sort of the springboard that was happening during the Vietnam protesting years. A lot of great music came out of the Bay Area, and I know that uh, we're, we're talking uh, when we met by chance on a flight about uh, this uh, fantastic night at the Fillmore so long ago, 1971, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, yes. <laughs> Ray Charles. Yeah. <laughs> the Fillmore, I remember that night, you know. I remember I remember Bill Graham up there being up there dancing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Being up there, that great moment. They know? almost blew the roof right yeah, off the place. It's you know? when it opens, the Fillmore down right. on uh, uh, Van Winters on Van Nuys Market there. I remember that night vividly. Yeah, that was an uh, incredible concert. I, I uh, was there and it was the first time I, I ever heard so many of those great musicians, uh, Bernard Purdy, yeah. who uh, I later went on to record with. And uh, uh, I told Bernard, I actually met him just like about 10 minutes before we hit, and I said, Bernard, you know, I was there in 1971 at the Fillmore when yeah. he played with Aretha and King Curtis. Yeah. He said, oh, you were there. He said, he said, yeah, we had about 200 drummers in the house, so I had to show off a little bit, you know? <laughs> no, 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 King Curtis, uh, King Curtis is, uh, King Curtis is, uh... He was the uh, saxophonist and he yeah. was also in the A&R department at Atlantic Records. Who was on get bass? Who was who played? Who played that was bass? Jerry Jamont. Jerry Jamont was the bass player and Cornell Dupree was the guitar player from Texas. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out, because Curtis is the, the name of somebody else uh, that I know that played with, with with B.B. King. <clears throat> this is about our age. She's about 60 now. Uh -huh. Maybe that's it's, it, Because his sister happens to be married to someone who's very close to me. His name, his sister's name is Janice. 
And she's married to Bob Roses. You know Bob Roses? Bob yeah. Roses with, right. with Snoop, Snoop Dogg and coordinating mm -hmm. And what's Curtis's last name? I can check into that with Bernard. Yeah, he played with, he played with, he played with, uh, he played with B.B. King. You know? Wow. And I, I often, I, they may confuse me with King Curtis, you know? Um, we play a lot of B.B. King on the show, so I'll look at some of the record yeah, credits and, uh, and check that King out, Curtis, you know? Uh, King Curtis uh, died very tragically soon after that concert, unfortunately. He was uh, uh, stabbed by a oh, guy yeah? who was sitting on his uh, door stoop that he asked him to move. And he came off a tour, came out to get a newspaper off of his brownstone in Upper, upper Manhattan. And uh, it was very tragic, you know, and uh, Bernard told me the story. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a concert that greatly affected me and was a turning point for me musically. It just uh, turned me on my heels. And after that, I, I really knew, I really got a taste of what, you know, the Memphis horns were there. Yeah, and yeah. Billy, Billy Preston was on organ, Billy you know. Preston. You know, Billy Preston and Sarita died. Just recently, you know, right. when the president died and Sarita died, you know what they meant? Come bring me your softness, comfort me through all this madness. Woman, don't you know with you Remember they said that yeah, together? Yeah. She used to be married to, 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 uh, to Stevie. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah, I saw Sarita in, in Boston at uh, Paul's Mall Jazz yeah. Workshop. Yeah. She was a, a, a giant talent. And yeah. Yeah, the big, big loss, uh, Billy Preston uh, left, Billy a, Preston. left a huge uh, void, uh, you know, where the where the organ yeah, with the, with stands, the, you know. <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You yeah. gotta have something if you want to be with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Danny Glover here with John Hammond on 15.50 AM, KYCY and KYOU, San Francisco, California. Let's go back to March of 1971 and hear a little bit of that concert with Aretha Franklin and the all-star band with King Curtis and the Memphis Horns, Billy Preston on the organ, Bernard Purdy at the drums, and and Danny was there, and I was there. We didn't know each other back then, but we're going to take you to the Fillmore now with Aretha walking the runway with Reach Out and Touch Someone. Reach out. Except he's the right reverend, ain't he? He's the show up right reverend. Ladies and gentlemen, right. I would like to say before we leave that you have been much more than I could have ever expected. I'd like to leave you saying, reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this a better world if you can. We love you. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Why don't you make it a better world if you can? Reach out and touch, extend your hands, somebody's hand, make this a better world, if you can.
But just, just did. I don't know if I saw you when I, I just finished the film uh, with Michelle Gondry. Ah. And Michelle Gondry, and, and it's really an old, you know, and a very fantastic way, funny way to tribute to Fats Waller. Wow. So there's one scene on on, on, on on the one scene that we have on an old train where a group of us get together to 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 pay memory to, uh, to Fats Waller. Wow. And on a train that he died on. And in that scene, sitting up there, is Steve Crawford, Whoa. sitting by the dock of the bay. Yeah. Booker T. Jones, who lives right over here. Right. Right over here. In Tiburon. The, Tiburon. Yeah, yeah. Booker T. Jones, Myself, McCoy, Jack Tyner, and Lou Jimmy Scott. Ah! Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, we, 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 it was so beautiful, man. It was so beautiful. We had a scene. When, when is that going to be released? It's I probably be... going to be released sometime. I think after August, after the summer rush. And the title of the film? It's called uh, "Be Kind, Rewind." Wow, that's a beautiful Be kind. title. I like Be that. Kind, Be kind, rewind. Yeah. I definitely. I'm gonna be uh, and Jack Black and myself. Wow, Jack Black is so and, and funny. Joe Black, oh, Jack Black, and myself, yeah. and uh, Mia Farrow. Wow, what Mia a lineup! So yeah, so it's, it's, That's beautiful. Wow, what a fantastic movie! That's so I'm really be. excited. It's really imaginative, really funny, but but it's really in its, in its way a tribute to Fats Waller. Right. Yeah. And, and so Booker you know, T, you know, how, uh, you know, which comes Booker, Booker T. We just had this one scene. We just in this one scene. And they're playing. And no, they're not playing. Oh, we they're just, just all talking. get together and talk ah. about fats and everything. It had this one scene. Wow. Oh, it is raining and it's and it's out and it's cold. And we're sitting up in a train car with the train car that he died in. You know, because he died. Uh, died of pneumonia or something. Died died in the train just in the train car talking about fats. So we have this in this movie we have this 10-year anniversary that all of us get together. On the train. On, on that train. On that train. Wow. Yeah. That sounds heavy. It's, it's what's going on. So we get together. Yeah. Wow. Jimmy's there. It was a beauty. What a great thing. Yeah. You're doing some really beautiful projects. And, you know, uh, thinking back to the days of, uh, when you were around San Francisco State, uh, they used to have the Blues Festival. Yeah. And I was there when the Chambers Brothers oh, came man. over. The Chambers Brothers, man. I used to have this girlfriend in 1967. Six boys, she loved the Chambers brothers. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco yeah. State actually broke them out. That's where they first hit the uh, yeah. West Coast. Uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, time was a smash. Time was a smash. It was boy. kind of an anthem of the time, I actually. Know. I know? saw them at the, the, the Fillmore a couple years ago. Really? I love them, and um, you know, my father was the uh, physician for the for the Pointer Sisters. You know? Oh yeah, the Pointer Sisters. Yeah, the Pointer Sisters from here, Slide and Family Stone. Right. Yeah, see, you know, I'm in uh, touch with some of the Ron cats. Stall, you know, Ron Stallings. Yeah, I know. I play, Ron, I play with Ron, Ron at the Boom Boom Room. You know, Ron, Ron, and I know Ron. I went to high school together. Right. Yeah, Ron, yeah, Ron and Wayne Wallace. And That's my man. Used to play. Used to be on drums. I think he played with. He played with Country Joe and the Fish. What's the play? What's his name? He sat in one night. Chicken Hirsch, maybe. No. no. What's his name? <laughs> I don't. He may not play Country Joe and Fish. He played with. He played with the music. What's his name? God, he was. He was. He, we were all in high school together. And one night they all went down to the jazz workshop. And they were all in age, and cause they all wanted to see Coltrane. Ah. And so that night, Ron told me about this. That night, uh, 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 
Philly Joe came in and McCoy, uh, wow. not McCoy, but, but uh, uh, my man, Elvin was on drums. And after the first set, they left. <laughs> and so, and so uh, uh, Coltrane said, do I have a drummer in the audience? Oh yeah, I remember you told me that story. Who was the What's cat? What's my man's name? Ron knows, Ron knows yeah. who it is. Ryan, you talk about Ron. Ryan, Ryan, if you hear us out there, <laughs> please, please call in and let Ryan, us know. Ryan, you know? Ryan. <laughs> yeah. He came with that. We all went to high school, we all the John Washington High School together. Wow. And these are guys who were, who were much more advanced. Wilson was, was still hovering around Motown, you uh -huh. know, in 1963, 1964. These boys had moved into Coltrane. Right. They were musicians. They moved into Coltrane and Miles and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It took us, a, it took me a couple more years to, to move into Miles and, and, and all of it at that time. Once you hit, once you start hitting Bob Dylan and and, and early, early, uh, uh, early Jefferson Airplane and Grateful Dead and and uh, start hitting uh, 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 Mick Jagger and the Stones back then. Cats <laughs> go back that far, yeah. you know. And and then you get in, then you get into. To, of course, my band, Jimmy, man. Ain't nobody like Jimmy Hendrix, man. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest guitar player ever, man, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Jimmy, and and then you get then you get all, then you move into to real serious train, and and and, uh, and then you, you got Farrell, and you got all that whole group that, that, that came up during that particular point in time. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not pulling on that comb. I'm, I'm pulling all of them off my head right now, you know. Cause you listen to everybody, man. You know what I'm yeah, so it was a fertile time for uh, music here, and this, for some reason, this was the flashpoint right here. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great that you you were here for all that. And, yeah. And now uh, you're involved with a lot of uh, musicians, and um, th as we all know, the uh, elder musicians a lot of times don't have insurance and yeah. and uh, medical scene, you know, and so you. You're helping to spread the message of the Jazz Foundation. Yeah, of Jazz Foundation America. You know, uh, Wendy Eisenhorn and and, and that she runs that. She's been amazing. You know, and, and you know, yeah, that's Dick Parson, Dick Richard Parson. They're doing some real action there. Really helping yeah, out. Yeah, doing helping out raising action. money. Yeah, yeah. You know, Agnes Barris who's on the board and all right. of them were doing great work. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I, I know a, a lot of musicians who have been helped out by that. Yeah, Jazz Foundation America, you know. You know. Yeah, I, I, so you, you've been over to Paris uh, quite a lot, but uh, the, the, the one time uh, I, I heard you talking on KPFA about uh, this uh, documentary um, about the, the work of uh, Richard Wright. Well, you know, who, who, who unfortunately Wright, passed away there in 1960. Yeah, Richard Wright was, you know, Richard Wright for a lot of us who were, you know, who came to him, you know, in, in our youth was very important for us, you know, with Native Son and certainly uh, uh, a number of his other, other pieces that he wrote, you know, he was one of the great writers uh, of our period, you know, so. You know, I, I, I have a couple of friends. I have a friend of mine who's a Richard Wright scholar, mm -hmm. Macha Giawara, who is the uh, uh, he director of the Africana Studies at NYU. You know, he's a Richard Wright scholar, right. and uh, I think there's several conferences over at at Sorbonne uh, around Richard Wright. You know, but uh, my, my my wife did a uh, a. A retrospective on artists, African Americans, Buford Delaney, um, 
you know, many of the artists that had gone to Romare Beard and Jake, all the artists that had gone to uh, uh, to Paris. It was a it was a place where, I mean, I mean, there you go, the uh, the great James Baldwin from Paris, you know, you know, all these people had gone to Paris as a place where they could could find, uh, you know. An audience, or someone appreciation, 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 right. yeah. appreciate, deep appreciation. Yeah. You know, they weren't just simply, you know, dismissed as uh, and, and the art had as, as, as with so many, of, as with it's, so many of the jazz musicians like Charlie yeah, Parker. Charlie Parker. He, if Charlie Parker had stayed in Paris, he might be alive today. You know. Yeah. You know. But I. I uh, know a little bit about that because I did live in Paris for a year, yeah, yeah. which was a pretty reckless thing for me to do at the time, but I fell in love with Paris the first time I went over there in 1981, Yeah. and uh, I just thought, I just decided I was going to go and live there, and I did for a year, Yeah. yeah. and it was a struggle, but after a year I came home and um, I didn't know if I really accomplished my mission, but then I got invited back to be on a radio program on uh, Radio France Inter, and that was a yeah. huge, huge triumph for me, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, very rarely do, does Radio France Inter uh, uh, present an American musician. And so yeah. many of the great American jazz musicians went over there to live and never came back, and I can totally understand yeah. why they didn't want to come back because. Yeah. The appreciation that they found over there yeah, was, exactly. uh, you know, they they actually, the first night I moved there, I went to a ceremony where the the minister of culture yeah. pinned a medal on Rhoda Scott hey, for playing in the clubs in Paris. Yes, exactly. And I realized, I said, you know, I can't remember. Any cats that I know over here getting a medal pinned on them for playing in the clubs, you know? You know and I said, this is a beautiful thing, you know? And, and the music is, is, is the one cultural contribution that this country has made to the, 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 the whole idea of music. You know, it's the one this country has made. The country, right. This country has made no contribution, basically, yeah. outside of blues, jazz. Right. That's what, that's what his contribution and, it, and his universality is recognized around Some the world. Some of our greatest ambassadors, like Dizzy Gillespie, Dizzy, you know, you know, Louis Armstrong, yeah, yeah. right, and, and Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong's a great ambassador, right, man. Look right. Put that horn on the mama to that mama. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. Think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces 
greatest ambassadors in this nation's history as Danny Glover mentioned so eloquently and you're hearing John Coltrane there in the background with my favorite things and this is my favorite station Speaking of my favorite things, KYCY and KYOU, where we do it all for you on the big 15.50 AM, don't you know? Let's go back to our visit with Danny Glover here in San Francisco, California. Look here, if you, if you were saying that, that jazz at one point was at the apex of, 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 it is what rap music was today. Jazz was, you know. Right. Now after that, when you look at the early bop, bebop, and everything else, that's what jazz was in the late, late, late forties and everything else. When that hit, it was the, the kind of cultural trends. It set up everything in terms of how people identify with the culture. The cats, the cats who wear their pants down the hill, hip hoppers, man. They were the jazz, the jazz musicians. Right. Had the same kind of. Remember. When Miles Davis began to play in clubs, he was just 18 years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? All these young cats, these cats, these cats weren't old dudes, man. They didn't start out being old. These young cats were 19, 20, 21 years old. Clifford Brown Clifford died before Brown, right. died before he was 25 years old. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know, you look at all these kind of cats, man, and all these young cats, young Dizzy Leslie, you know, young Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker died at 36, Fats Marta died at 36 years old. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So you're looking at, you're looking at, this is music. These are not guys who kind of like playing, you know, uh, playing at a cocktail line. You guys are playing yeah. right there. You listen to that, that which come, you listen to that 44 and all that stuff, where he break out, break, break out of the, the the big band and what these guys began to, to, to develop, man. It was it was amazing. Yeah. 
You know, certainly that, you know see, that's what, I didn't, that's what I didn't care too much about. Right. That jazz, what you call them, that, that, uh, that Ken Burns was. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Is that, that he played down their, their contribution to the next phase. I know, I know what you, you know, mean, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Of course, you know, you got to honor, you know, you got to honor, honor Louis Armstrong. And, and you got to honor Duke Ellington, Dizzy Gillespie, you know, you know, and, and, and all the cats who came out of that period, man. Right. You know, and you, 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 you know, you gotta, you gotta go back to Buddy Bolden, but Buddy Bolden was a young cat, man. All mm-hmm. these cats, when, when Buddy Bolden started growing that, 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 what you call him, King Oliver and those guys, they were young dudes, man. Well, we're trying to keep the tradition alive on the 1550, and yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of great musicians that are, are yeah. busting out from the Bay Area, and uh, I, I'm really uh, very fortunate to have the opportunity to be yeah. able to break them out, you know, because yeah. I was actually influenced as a, as a youngster by watching the Ed Sullivan show, you yeah, know, yeah. and so many great talents come on Ed's show, yeah, yeah. and then, you know, he became part of the history just by, by being the presenter, and Dick Clark, too, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I, I sort of had the the torch passed to me a little bit by Al Jasbo Collins. I, yeah, I, I did some work yeah. with Al bo- yeah. both in New York and out here, and uh, uh, he was a great inspiration to me. So, you, did you used to listen to Al in the, in the yeah, Purple Grotto? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, Danny, man, I'm so happy to have you come and, and speak yeah. to our well, listeners. And well, you know, I come out. It, I, it comes to me to my dad. My dad was born in Kansas City, yeah. Missouri. You know, so man. He came right out there with. I remember you were telling me you know, that, that your dad and and you know, and you know uh, uh, Willie, Willie, Willie Mays personally. You know Willie Mays, man. Came out of Kansas City. We got man. Wow. My, my dad had the temperament of a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. He had the rhythm of a jazz musician. They're like he never played an instrument, but he, he was. He, he was what, what year did he come out here from Kansas? Yeah, he actually met my mother in in 1943, 1943, and. Uh, uh, in New York. Wow. So he, he was he was stationed upstate New York during the war. Uh-huh. He was transferred and discharged from the army in 1945 here in Oakland. And my mother had come up from Georgia to New York. They met there. They married and they and he was transferred out here. They said they stayed. You wanted to go back to Detroit. But my mom said, no, this is God's country, we stand here. Mom, he stayed here, built, you know, raised a family here, grew up. Uh, First of all, we, we lived in uh, Hunters Point, the Trail Hill. Mm-hmm. And then my parents bought a house in Haight Ashbury when I was 10. And I grew up in Haight Ashbury. I still live in Haight Ashbury now. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's great that you maintained your presence here in the Bay Area. Well, and you know, that's not your choice. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm getting a chance to go many places in the world, you know, I mean, because of what I do. Which I, you know, this has always been home, it will always be home. You know, even though my daughter is relinquished just to New York, she's lived in New York for almost 10 years, you know. Uh-huh. You know, it's always going to be a place where I, I just want to And uh, the, the, uh, the art show that, you, that your wife put on, was it in Paris? No, it was in here. It's oh, called, it was here. It's called Paris Connection. Paris Connection. Big celebration uh, of artists, who, both of African descendants, Africans and African descendants, who had gone to Paris, found inspiration and acceptance in Paris. You know, where they had not found it here. Right. And became famous in there. Wow, that sounds like a powerful exhibition. Yeah, that was exhibition. in 19, she did that in 1990, uh, 
Uh, at the end of 1991, that's right. Wow, that's beautiful. At the end of, 19, 18, end of 1991. Does she have any shows going now? No. Uh -huh. No, but she's still, she, she's still in the art business, but she does not have a gallery. Uh -huh. Well, I, I'd like to see some of her work. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. Do, do you have any websites so you can tell our listeners to go to? Uh, you could probably go to uh, Bomani uh, Gallery. Dot, dot com, I believe. Mm -hmm. www.bomanigallery.com. Okay. Right. And uh, any of uh, the work that you're doing that you'd like to recommend on the internet to, to check out? Well, this is not. This Dream Girls is coming out on Christmas Day. Uh, uh, and then uh, I got that and, and got some other movies. Uh, the John Sales movie that's going to come out later next year. Uh, Michelle Gondry movie that called Be Kind Rewind. And, that I did, and uh, a movie, an action movie I did with Mark Wahlberg wow. uh, called Shooter, you know? Wow. Right. Well, we're right from San Francisco and the ACT stage to blockbusters of the world. Danny Glover here on, right. on 1550, and uh, our station call letters are KYC, KYCY and K-Y-O-U. So, uh, and signing off, Danny, what have you got to say for our listeners? It's all on, it's K-U. It's all for you. All right. And, you know, K-Y-O-U. K-U. Thanks a lot, Danny Glover. All right. 1550 AM. Don't you know. Wow. Danny was so kind to come in and appear on our humble radio broadcast here on KYCY and KYOU in the city by the bay at 1550 on the dial special thanks to Danny Glover yeah and I want to recommend to everybody to check out all his films that are coming out and all his great work in the past and his wife's artwork, go to those websites that he recommended, and and uh, Ron Stallings, the saxophonist from San Francisco. Ron, if you hear this broadcast, please contact me and uh, tell us the name of the drummer that sat in with Coltrane that night that Danny was talking about. You can contact me, everybody, at HammondCast.com. Just punch the old contact button and he'll get me I got it covered like a blanket and while you're on the internet you can listen to us anywhere in the world because we're streaming at www.kyouradio.com courtesy of CBS Radio Matt yes and it works like a champ I want to wish everybody a fan fantastic year coming up here it's been a powerful year that we're saying goodbye to but a lot of great things coming up in the future you listen to John Coltrane my favorite things taking it to the next level oh yeah I'm going to take you home with you tune that's close to my heart. I wrote this tune after six years of doing my television show in New York. 
You all heard about the seven-year itch. This is the six-year itch. Six-year itch. Thanks for tuning in to John Hammond's Afternoon Slide. Everybody drive easy out there. Six-year itch. to John Hammond's Afternoon Slide, everybody, on KYCY and KYOU at 1550 on the dial. Keep it glued to this spot on the dial because this is where it's all happening. 
I would like to say a very, very special thanks to Danny Glover for appearing on today's show. And I'm looking forward to see those new films he's got coming out. I'm going to look at a retrospective of his work. Folks, you have a great day there and a better day tomorrow. Let me just say one last thing before I get out of here. That is, bye-bye now.